You're listening to only the best in the world. No. The universe. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Welcome to episode two of the Salmon Says Podcast for season number three. I am your host, Josh Salmon. Uh, Today we're going to talk about preparing for a broadcast, okay? And you don't even have to use this for a broadcast. For any kind of interviewing or, you know, any kind of media outlet you're going to do. Even if you're just doing a, uh, you know, interview for school. You want to talk to somebody, you know, local government about, you know, for a project you have to do or something. These tips will apply to any kind of interview you have to do or any kind of broadcast you have to do. Okay? So we're going to we're going to take this a couple different ways. First of all, I'll talk about preparing for broadcast. Now, uh, as you know, I have been a long-time broadcaster over 15 years, radio, uh, I've done a little bit of television stuff and you know, obviously this, the podcast. So, I speak to local colleges and uh, sometimes some high schools and stuff about some of my experiences in journalism, not only broadcasting, but writing and photography and that kind of thing as well. But interviewing is a big thing, okay? So we're going to hit a lot on interviewing today and being prepared in an interview. And then we'll talk more about uh, preparing for broadcast as well. Um, And so not only if you're not, you know, you're never planning on doing a broadcast or whatever, you can just kind of see what goes on behind the microphone the next time you listen or watch a radio or TV broadcast of your favorite sport or whatever, okay? Even in the news, that kind of thing. So here we go. So if you're preparing to do an interview, first of all, I say have your questions written out ahead of time. You know, know what you want to ask the person. You know, know a little bit about their background. A uh, case in point, one time uh, I was interviewing country singer, the late Joe Diffie, terrific guy. Anyways, and I made sure I had my, you know, my poop in a group. I made sure I knew, you know, from his website even, because I wanted to make sure the information was right and you would think he'd have his own information right on his website, or his you know publicist would, and and it was. Anyway, so I go off his website. Hey, you you know you you won this many awards, and you know you is there one that stands out in your head and that kind of thing. And I and then I also talked about uh, how he played high school sports. Hey, you're a high school athlete from you know Oklahoma or whatever. Uh, what was what sports did you play? Which one did you like more? You know, and, and that kind of thing. So I have some stuff prepared about them, and that only not only loosens them up a little bit because they don't know you from anybody most of the time. It, it, you know, it's very conversational to get into the more meat and potatoes of the interview. So have your stuff prepared ahead of time. Uh, classic case in point, one time years ago, I was working at a radio station, and I had to call a country band. There's a country band called Highway 101, and those of you who know old country have probably heard of them. They had a hit or two in the 80s, I think. I was not familiar with them at all. I was working in a country radio station that played mostly newer country, and I had no idea who Highway 101 was. Well, they were coming up to a local bar they were going to play. My boss comes in and says, hey, you know, can you give them a call this afternoon and do a quick little interview? I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. you know. So I had to get on their website and look up some information about them. And I'm literally going through the website as I'm talking to them on the phone. I'm talking to one of the people, and I don't remember which instrument they played, a singer or whatever. Um, and I do the interview, and I'm asking questions about, you know, who's still in the band? You know, what have you guys done over the years? Uh, you know, what? What, what are you doing now? What's your favorite song? That kind of stuff. Just kind of getting through things off the website that I didn't know about the band myself. Uh, and I get done with the interview, and I hang up, and I'm like, okay, I got through that. And the phone rings, and I pick it up, and they're like, is this the guy that was uh, just interviewing me? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that was me. And they go, you should be proud of yourself. That was one of the better interviews I've ever done. Wow. Really? You know, <laughs> I didn't say that. In my head, I said that. On the phone, I didn't say that. I didn't never even heard of this band. And, you know, they've been around in the country music scene 
for many years, been interviewed, you know, on different platforms all over the country. And that was one of the better interviews, just me, some guy from, you know, the Midwest interviewing you on the phone. Really? Wow. So I was really proud of myself for that. So I really took pride in my interviews. I've talked to, you know, Jason Aldean. Uh, I've talked to uh, other country singers like Daryl Worley. I'm going to name drop. I've mentioned him twice. I've interviewed him twice. I think I had him on the podcast here a season or two ago briefly. Terrific guy as well. I interviewed him once over the phone and once in person. Uh, but one time, the time over the phone, again, I had my poop in a group. I had stuff lined up ahead of time. Did the interview, and everything went real smooth. It was really easy editing. He was a good talker. He didn't know what I was going to ask until the interview, you know. Um, but he's been in a million interviews, so... It went good. I got to the show that night, and I went to meet him, you know, because I was getting to introduce him on stage or whatever. And he goes, hey, you did a really good job in the interview, man. And so I was like, wow, that's really cool to hear. You know, you don't hear that from everybody. And so he told me that, too, right into my face in person. And when he, I interviewed him the next time in person, in studio, you know, we were more comfortable because we kind of knew each other a little bit that way. So that was fun as well. Good to hear. Uh, but you just want to have your poop in a group. You just want to line stuff up ahead of time, you know. Find out what their hit songs were if you're doing a singer or if it's, you know, a politician. Okay, here's some, you know, bills you wanted passed. Or if it's a coach, hey, you know, you've got this and this and this and the guy's retiring. What is maybe one accomplishment, you know, that stood out in your mind that you haven't achieved yet? You know, everybody asks them the same questions. Think outside the box as well on your questioning. You know, okay, everybody asks, okay, you know, favorite championship, blah, blah, blah. One season stands up. Think of something outside their mind. What is something maybe you know, you take pride in that nobody knows about or a secret talent you have that nobody knows about. Nobody knows you're a great coach. So think outside the box with your questioning. Listen, watch everybody else's, you know, be a critique of everybody else. There's a lot of bad stuff out there, professional stuff that's bad. You listen to it and you're like, what kind of question is that? Okay, we'll get more about that in a little bit. But plan ahead. Um, so if you're doing a broadcast, you know, have your stats ahead of time. Know the team's records. Know the pronunciation. That's a huge one. Huge one. Because nobody wants their kid's name pronounced wrong, you know, <laughs> no matter what level you're at. People don't like the name pronounced wrong. You know, if it's a high school sport, you will get letters or people will approach you and say, hey, you're saying this wrong, you know. So make sure you know ahead of time. The easiest thing for me to do if it's a high school, and obviously, you know, I don't know all the kids in every high school in the world. I'll call the school secretary. And they know everything. I mean, because they know all the parents. So they know how to pronounce people's names. If they don't, they'll get you the person that does. The coaches most of the time know the kids' last names, but sometimes they don't. So I always talk to the school secretary. That's what I like to do. Um, as I said, have your questions written, typed out ahead of time, so you know exactly. You're not just thinking. There's not a lot of ums, ands, uhs, and it makes you sound better as an interviewer. Sometimes I want you to play dumb. And you're like, Salmon, what do you mean by that? Okay, maybe you know the answer to a question. You know, Maybe you have known this person for a while, but you're still interviewing them, and you, you, you've you heard the story or you know what their answer is going to be, but you ask the question anyways and pretend like you don't. They may not know that you know that. Play stupid because you want to hear what they're going to say. They're probably going to say it better than you would say it because they lived through it. So play dumb sometimes. I've heard a lot of great interviews that way where I know the guy interviewing knows the answers to the question, but he doesn't say it. He comes out and asks the other guy wants him to say it. And if it's something controversial, then the guy... He's interviewing is, you know, okay, he said it, not him. Oh, you're, you're trying to dig for something, broadcaster guy. No, 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 I'm not. Uh, be prepared for the curveball. Maybe you'll ask a question they don't want to talk about. Maybe they'll take the interview in a little bit different direction. Be prepared. You know, that might happen. Sometimes it does. Uh, also, you maybe want to prepare your person ahead of time. So if you're talking to somebody, let's say, about a car club or something, and you're going to say, hey, you know, line up a time with them. Call them on Monday and say, hey, here's what we're doing. We're doing a podcast about a car club or whatever. 
And, you know, I'd like to have you on, talk about your car club, what you guys do, you know, any functions you participate in, organizations, uh, any way you give back to community members, that kind of stuff. You know, let's line up a time, talk later this week. And that way they've got a day or two to gather their thoughts and come up with the best possible answer for you. It's going to make an easier interview. It's going to make a better podcast. It's going to make everybody happier overall. If you have time to do that, and they do too, uh, that's a good way to do that, no matter what it is, okay? Uh, Prep your materials, whatever you may need. Uh, Right now, you know, I have a microphone and a computer in my condenser box. But when I do baseball, when I broadcast baseball, I have my stats ahead of time. I have my pronunciations ahead of time. I have the games, you know, what happened the night before or the couple games leading up to that game in the series. You know, I have as much information as I can to fill. We'll get to that more as well. But have your materials ready. I have my scorecards ready. You know, I try to have the starting lineup before I even go on the air. That way it's easier. I've There's been times where coaches handed them in right when you start your pregame, and that's what you have to do. But uh, it's, it's easier for everybody if you have everything ahead of time lined up. It's more organized. You're more comfortable. You're not, you know, freaking out. Okay, I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. You're <laughs> you got as much stuff as you can ahead of time. Lined up preparation, your pins. You know, I use different colors when I score baseball. I have green for hits. You know, I have orange pins. I use red pins, blue for different things. And so when I look at my scorecard, boom, I can just look down and know exactly what it is. Okay, guy, you got a hit here. Or, you know, uh, they change pitchers during this batter. But I don't have to look back at all my writing, all my chicken scratch, and say, okay, when is this? When is it? It's just quicker. And whatever works for you, all right? Everybody's got their own method. A lot of guys use the multicolored pins. That's fine. If you can do it more simply, whatever works for you. Um, let's see here. Pre-produce where you can ahead of time. You know, if you're doing a broadcast, you obviously want to produce your opener ahead of time. If you can do some of your pregame, you know, interview ahead of time, that's great too. A lot of times coaches are early, you know, you don't want to talk to a coach if he doesn't want to talk to you game day, try to talk to him on a Monday instead of a Saturday. And get him that Monday for that Saturday's game and say, okay, here's what he had to say looking into this game, you know, and then maybe he'll come up afterwards. You can talk about that as well. But uh, try to record stuff ahead of time. It makes it easier for you. You can drop it in. It's great to fill time, especially if you're scrambling to get a lineup or something and you need to fill time. Hey, I don't have my lineup yet. I'm not ready to start the broadcast, but it's time. You know, you pop in that interview. You've got it. Go get your lineup, whatever, uh, and it gives you a little bit of time as well. Maybe you need to take a, a bathroom break. I had a situation a couple of years ago. I was doing a college baseball game. I'm the only one up there doing the game. And honestly, it's not many people are watching. It's they have to stream it. So, you know, the school, the opposing school is probably the most people watching it, the local fans as well. And I had, uh, before the season started, I interviewed every single player on the team. Just kind of talked about, you know, what are you bumping in your headphones? You know, any hidden talents? Uh, what are you majoring in? Where are you from? That kind of stuff. Little, you know, two, three minute interviews, whatever, five minute interviews with each player. I had it as I needed it. If a guy was a pitching change, I could come in, you know, throw it in, whatever. One time I needed it. Bathroom break. There ain't a whole lot of bathroom breaks when you're announcing baseball. You get them when you get them, you know, before the game, after the game. If you have a, another guy doing play by play with you a couple innings, that's your break. Otherwise, you got to hold it. One time I couldn't hold it. I was the only guy. We went to a pitching change. And I popped in the interview of one of the pitchers, the guy that was coming in to pitch. I said, hey, I had a chance to visit with such and such. Here's that interview. Boom. And I hauled tail down the hall, down the stairs, you know, over to the bathroom, which wasn't too far away, but it was down on the next level at the baseball stadium. Made it back up before the interview was even done playing. Now, when you're watching the TV stream, you really couldn't even tell I left the building. I left the, you know, the, the press box because I turned down my headphones once the interview started. The interview's playing, so people think I'm still sitting there. No, I left. So that was nice to be prepared that way and have stuff pre-produced as well. Because I even had a little intro music and outro music and stuff pre-produced. And so he was warming up this whole time 
while this interview was playing. And even if he was pitching and the batter was facing, which I think by the time I got back up there, he was, that's fine too. Because he's still talking. It's still relevant. It's the guy on the mound talking about, you know, whatever, his season. And and cite your source. During the interview, you know, if you talk to a guy for a couple minutes, say, hey, I'm talking to such and such, coach of the blah, reintroduce who they are. Because if somebody just tunes in or if they're listening for a while and they're kind of spacing off, they maybe forget who you're talking to or whatever, it reintroduces who you're talking to. Uh, don't be for ch- afraid to change directions on yourself. Sometimes I, I'll interview a coach or, or a person, and you're like, wait a minute, that's that's a more interesting direction. Let's go that way with it, you know? You hear something, you're like, all right, this really isn't that exciting. But then they say something else that stands out in your mind, and you're like, wait a minute, let, let's talk more about that. And so you, you change directions on yourself. Well, there you got to be quick on your feet because you got to think, you know, okay, more questions. And, and in that case, you can't really prepare too many questions ahead of time. You just got to see how it goes. And uh, But... You know, sometimes that's the way to go as well. As I said, broadcasting sports have more info than you'll ever need. I have a friend named Steve. This guy is the most prepared person I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, when he does a high school baseball game or, or sports of any kind, he has the player's name, their hobbies, okay? If they have any siblings that went to school there currently or before, what their sports were, you know, um, the dog's name. I mean, not really, but that's about as extensive as this guy gets. I don't know where he even finds all this stuff, but he's got it. You know, we used to tease him about it. Where are you going to use all that? Well, you know, there's an injury timeout. Guess what? You got to fill some time. You can play commercials for a little bit, but you need to fill some time. And so, although that stuff is nice, baseball especially, you can't have too much information in baseball. Baseball is a long game to broadcast, okay? It is tough. There's a lot of filler. You talk to a lot of people that broadcast sports, they'll say baseball is the hardest. Basketball goes quick. It's timed. Football is timed. It's a little slower. But baseball, softball is, you know, a little bit more exciting. It's shorter innings. There's a lot more action. Baseball's kind of long and drawn out. I love it. There can be long innings. There can be short innings. You know, there can be exciting innings. There can be boring innings. But you've got to fill, and you've got to keep your listeners and your viewers entertained. And so that's where you have that filler. You throw in, you know, pitching changes. Or there's a timeout in the field. Or whatever. You, you fill with what you need to fill with, okay? So have as much information as you can uh, about the team, about the players, um, you know, past history they've done, records, anything you can find. Edit down as well when you're done doing the interview. Don't take extraneous information. If you're talking about a, to a car club guy and he starts talking about, you know, his dad had a car, which is great, but then he said, oh, yeah, my neighbor was the first person to have a car, and he had this car, and he did this to it, and then, okay, that's great. We don't want to hear about the neighbor. We want to hear about your dad and your car, you know, or something like that. So determine which direction you want to go. Edit the interview down if, before you play it or whatever, if you can, um, ahead of time or afterwards, I mean. So edit down what you can to make it more interesting and to keep on the subject. There's a lot of times I'll talk to somebody. I'm like, well, that's interesting, you know, that they said. But then I think about, it, well, it's not really relevant to what I'm doing right now. So I'm not going to use that. Now, you could keep it and use it later if you talk, plan on talking to this person again. But, you know, edit down. If they go off on some tangent about something, just cut it down to what you need. The first, you know, first quote they get or something in the middle or whatever. That's up to you as as the editor, okay, yourself. Uh, number 10, save your audio. If you're using a micro cassette recorder, if you're using a computer like I am right now, whatever you do, save your audio. I had a situation a couple years ago where I was a freelance reporter and I did a story. I talked to this lady uh, in person and she said something, okay, about the event and then I wrote the story, and she got a hold of the paper and said, I never said that. He made that up. And I go, I beg to differ. And so the editor called me, and he wasn't mad, but he just wanted to know what was going on, and so I sent him the audio. I said, here it is. I have the audio from her interview. 
this is what she said. Well, he says, next time, you know, try to paraphrase a little bit what she says, but that's basically what she said, you know, what I wrote. So have that audio because it may come back and be like, uh, I don't, you don't need to save it forever, but I save it for a couple months usually. And then, you know, leave it at that. But have that audio as a backup somewhere filed for yourself, okay? Critique yourself. Be fair, though. You know, be point out the goods and the bads. I'm my biggest critic. I'll listen to something. I'll be like, ugh, I don't like that. Sometimes I'm too Mr. Perfectionist. You know, I'll listen to something, and I'll share it with a friend of mine, and he goes, no, that's good, man. Ah, that's crap. I'm going to redo it. You know, and I, I'm too picky sometimes. So <laughs> that that varies. But be your biggest critic. You know, okay, oh, I should ask that question better, or I should have done this. Also, stay away from yes or no questions. You know, if you say, hey, so you're a football coach. You love football? Yep. A lot of times you're going to get yes or no answers. Yep. Especially the hard interview people. I've interviewed some of those where they go, yep. Instead, ask a question like this. So you obviously love football. You know, you're a football coach. Um, have you only coached football? Have you coached other sports? And what sports were those? And they go, oh, well, I've coached basketball. So you can't. they can't answer yes or no. Stay away from yes or no questions because a lot of times you'll get yes or no. And lastly, have fun and be prepared. The more you're prepared, the more relaxed you're going to be, the better you're going to look, the better the interview is going to go, and you're going to have more fun with it. Have fun with it. You know, Enjoy what you're doing. Be personable as a person. You, know, you don't have to be serious about it all the time unless it's a very serious subject. But be a personable person. You can joke with them, you know, even if you're interviewing. You don't have to use that in the interview, but it lets you know, lets you develop a rapport with the coach or with the person, whatever, off the air. And, you know, it loosens you up, it loosens them up a little bit, and then they're more, you know, inclined for an interview. I remember a couple years ago I was doing a football story, and I, I told the coach ahead of time I was going to talk to him after the game, and he was always good about that. Well, I couldn't find him after the game. I, I We somehow passed each other. I went up from the press box down the field to talk to him, and he went up to the press box to talk to the radio, and I was doing newspaper, and, and somehow we missed each other. And so I'm waiting around, and this is quite a ways after the game. And finally I go up to one of the players who comes out of the locker room. I was like, hey, can you go get coach? Tell him the newspaper's out here. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So coach comes out, and he's like, oh, I was just calling in to talk to one of your guys at the office because I couldn't find you. And I was like, yeah, I couldn't find you either. So we had a good laugh about it, and he ended up doing the interview anyways. And it was a good interview. So I got what I needed for my story. But one of those things, you know, it just kind of happened. But be personable with them and, you know, record everything. You can always edit down. Let them know, hey, I'm going to record this, you know. and Or if they start talking right away, some of them just get right into it. Boom, go. If they're a better talker, some people are really good talkers. Some are not good talkers. There's one basketball coach I've talked to over the years. Great coach, not a good talker. The whole interview, no matter what you ask him, is like three minutes or less. He doesn't give you yes or no answers. He just very quick to the point, boom, that's the way it is. Other coaches you talk to will go on for like 15 minutes. So you're going to have some good talkers. You're going to have to have some bad. That's where the editing comes in. Uh, but also, if they're, you know, if you can wind them up and turn them loose, as I say, let them go. More of them, less of us. You know, you hear people hear us all the time. So. They're tuning in to hear the interview with the coach and see what he has to say, not what you have to say to the coach, that kind of thing. So be prepared, you know, find your own way as far as interviewing goes, what you use for audio, what you use for equipment, what you use for keeping stats or whatever, uh, whether it be a school interview or something like that. Have your you know questions read out ahead of time, prepared, or ask them off the air. Is there anything you don't want to talk about before we do the interview, that kind of thing. So hopefully these have been helpful tips for you. And if you have questions, let me know. Reach out to me on Facebook, Salmon Says media or you can just email me salmon says media at gmail.com this is the salmon says podcast copyright 2022